Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. Again, my name is Jeffrey Davis, and we continue to stream stories of entrepreneurship, of businesses of all types, leadership, and how people are dealing and growing, we hope, in this economy, expanding opportunity. I'm still a CEO also of Mage LLC Management Consulting Firm in Chestnut Hill, Mass. Our next guest is Mark Friedman, CEO, Senior Helpers, Boston and South Shore. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. It's great. Nice to be here. Thank you very much. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Senior Helpers? Senior Helpers is a franchise in-home care agency. Um, I opened it first in 2010 with a partner. Uh, we In 2013, we split that business in half to kind of pursue separate directions. And we take care of folks in their home or wherever home may be so that they can age in place successfully. Interesting. Uh what made you go the, down the franchise route? Um, originally, I was an investor. Uh, I spent 25 years in management consulting doing major corporate turnarounds in U.S., Europe, and South America. And along the way, I got involved in my synagogue on the North Shore of Massachusetts and um, merged two synagogues, turned it around, sold one of the buildings. And as part of that, got very, very involved in the community um, to a higher level than I already was. And I saw the plight of our seniors and I saw how they got well-intentioned, but bad advice from lots of sources. And so when my friend started uh, the business, first had the idea to invest in a franchise to do that, um, I said, I'll be part of your backing. And I did. Um, about uh, two years later, after ending a large consulting assignment where I was running retail for Adidas North America, I stepped in full time to try to help us grow faster. And um, we did. We doubled, we doubled, we doubled, and we doubled again, um, you know, in that front. And then decided we had such a large territory. They were really two different businesses at work. So we split to pursue those two different paths. And the goal of my senior helpers anyway was always to take those learnings from the franchise because you get the benefit of everybody that's in the system. And it was a relatively young franchise system when we got in. Um, they just celebrated their 20th anniversary this year. Um, uh, I've been in it now 13 years, almost 14. And it had an opportunity to help participate in that, in the growth of the knowledge base and the expertise. And I, I did that. Um, you know, I sat as chair of the president and president of the Owners Council for six years for nat the National, um, helped devise a few of our service offerings that we've deployed nationally, and some of the tools and techniques and partnerships that we've come along with. I found it incredibly rewarding. Um, there are times where you question, you know, that royalty check and that marketing fee that you pay every month. But in balance, I can say I'm very proud to be part of the system and what it represents and one of the original founders is still involved, even though the franchisor has been sold a couple of times. But he's stuck to his focus, stuck to his mission. Um, and it's been a great experience. You know, interesting. I know, you know, I know a little bit about the turnaround business, very different business than trying to build and maintain an established company. Uh, you know, especially turnaround, it's what I would say, uh, it can be kind of a high octane, high energy kind of business. Uh, it, was it a hard transition for you at the beginning? Um, yes and no. 
Um, you know, my consulting practice, uh, I left one of the large consultancies in 93, uh, sorry, in 97 and formed my own consulting practice. A couple of the senior partners joined me. Um, so we had built a, our own small consulting practice. We grew to be about 35 professionals. 9-11 had a very traumatic impact on our, on our firm. Um, and after about uh, three years, I decided to open my own um, solo practice. And I left my, the one I started. Um, so I had that benefit of running a small business in the past and, and building it and building, you know, focusing on the culture, the identity of the firm, the branding and those types of things. So when I stepped into the franchise, it was the same principles. And a lot of times in my turnaround work, I ended up as a de facto um, executive in the companies. Um, in, one, in one case, actually stepping into the company itself as a vice president. That was Adidas. Uh, um, so it wasn't a huge transition. What was different for me um, was that feeling I had when I had my own consultancy was the accountability and the responsibility you have to everybody that's working for you. They have to come first. And that's a that's a key piece. They get paid first. They're guaranteed to get paid. And if you do it right, there's something left over at the end. Um, you're not you're not in the line. You're at the end of the line. And as long as you keep that front and center and take that responsibility very seriously, you make good decisions. We also created a golden rule in the, in the company that guide that decision making so we could all think and act the way I wanted everyone to think and act. And it really defined our culture. And that was, if we wouldn't do it for my parents, we won't do it for anybody else's. And it just was a very simple golden rule. And it's guided every decision we've made along the way. Well, I think you answered my next question, but I'll still ask it anyway. I was going to ask you, what is your competitive advantage? And you mentioned uh, two things. One, if I wouldn't, you know, doing it for your own parents and the golden rule. Because I do think that in your business, there is no room for compromise. There isn't. Uh, there isn't. So what we often you know, get asked to do things that are not right. And some companies will sacrifice their values to do them, you know, to get that, you know, biweekly check from the client. We won't. Again, if we wouldn't do it for my parents, we're not going to do it for anybody else's. I think that's a good Core philosophy. And, you know, I, I'm an ex Johnson and Johnson employee from the 1970s. And I would tell you the value statement they taught us was to end human suffering, even though they knew they couldn't do it. There was a certain right. uncompromising attitude about that as well. So I like I like a certain lofty attitude to do that. Uh, but the whole field of senior care is changing dramatically. How do you keep up with it and, and deal with the demands, but also the, the whole industry changing? Because we're all aging. I hope I continue to age. That would be good for me and my friends, too. I've written extensively about that. I had a blog for a couple of years. And in the beginning of the pandemic, I published a book on successful aging. And a lot of the chapters in that book deal with the trials and tribulations of trying to do the right thing for folks um, in, in the elder care space. A few things have happened. Um, in the uh, elder care space, in the in-home care space, when I started, there were about 13 national franchise brands. They're now over 50. So th there's it's an incredibly fragmented business. 
um, with lots of identity and lots of brands in a given market, you might have, you know, six senior helpers and five home insteads and seven visiting angels. And, and, you know, they're all a little different because they're all locally owned. So they've put their own spin on whatever it is they're, they're doing. So from a consumer perspective, it's a very hard space to navigate. The other thing that makes it particularly hard is Massachusetts is one of many states that has absolutely no regulation in this space. People would think it would be regulated by Department of Public Health, wow. something like that. There is absolutely no regulation. There's one and one and only one requirement for a senior care agency, and that is you have to do a Massachusetts criminal record check. Well, that's one of the least informative record checks in the United States. It's limited to a tiny state's footprint. So we do national. We do national criminal, national sexual offender. Um, we do national driver's license checks. So, so explaining this to people is very complicated because they just know you must be wrong. Well, we're not. You know, so it's very difficult. So it means agencies may hire people with no background and no training. There's nothing limiting that as long as they pass the criminal background check. So we insist on hiring trained professionals. And when they don't have the training, we have our own home health aid school where we do the full 75 hour training and practicum uh, components. Um, so so that's one of the, the major things that, that's hitting us. One, the fragmentation two, the lack of understanding about the industry. And the, and the third is the confusion that it creates along the continuum of care. The lines have gotten blurry. So it used to be you'd go to the hospital, they'd start you on the path to healing, you'd go, for example, to a rehab to get strong before you went home, you'd go home fairly well healed. Well, seven or eight years ago, that started to shift. The hospital fixes the problem. The rehab gets you on the road to recovery, but you go home not yet there. And people don't understand that. And that's all part of trying to manage the cost of care in there. Days in the hospital are very expensive. Days in the rehab are pretty expensive. They figure days at home, oh, the family can take care of me. And so we're a non-covered benefit, yet we're the single most influential factor of keeping people from making a round trip back to the hospital. And yeah. insurance doesn't cover us. Right. It's all very interesting, and I'm sure I could talk to you more. Uh, we have sort of run out of our time segment. Uh, maybe we'll have you back again, because I think this whole subject of the business of taking care of the maturing population is very important to most of us. And we've been speaking with Mark Friedman, CEO of Senior Helpers, Boston and South Shore. Mark, if someone's looking for your facilities or for you, how would they find you? They can go to either our website, seniorhelpersboston.com, or they can simply call the office at 617-500-6999. Well, thank you very much for being on Radio Entrepreneurs. Remind everybody uh, there are more stories to follow and we're going to be taking a break 